had someone ask me this yesterday, you know, how much collagen should I take? You know, if, if I already eat a decent amount of protein. Mm. And I said, well, don't, don't, sorry, don't necessarily see it just as another form of protein. It's something that will kind of round out the actual protein you're already eating, particularly if it's of that more inflammatory profile, which is what muscle meat is. So the, the collagen or gelatin comes in to kind of buffer the potential inflammatory amino acids and bring in the nice calming anti-inflammatory amino acids. And then you get all the benefits of the protein without the necessary downside. Mm. Mm, I remember when we first did our, you know, because I was like glued to every word that you were saying when we first did our initial consults, I just couldn't believe it, you know, orange juice and sugar and, you know, you talked a lot about, you know, traditionally our diets, we didn't eat the eye fillet, you know, they'd stew the entire animal. So you'd get all that, the bones and the joints and um, you'd get all that beautiful gelatin. We just don't eat like that anymore. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast. A place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with my business partner and dear friend, Emma Skarakis, or you might know her as a nutrition coach. In February last year, we launched Saturate because we wanted to create saturated skincare we just couldn't find anywhere else. It's been a real labor of love formulating the skincare and we've hit many, many roadblocks because we've been trying to create something that's very unique. We are hoping to release it in the next few months, so sit tight. While we've been formulating the skincare, we've also released a number of metabolically supportive supplements, including freeze-dried liver capsules, well-aged cascara, clean casing, and our hydrolyzed collagen. We recently added Best Bloom Gelatin to our product range, and to celebrate the release of this product, Emma and I thought we'd get together and talk about the benefits of including gelatin in your diet. For those that don't know, gelatin is basically the cooked form of collagen. Traditional diets were naturally gelatin-rich. Muscle meat wasn't generally eaten on its own like it is today. People would stew a whole joint, so that would include the muscle, the bone, the skin, the connective tissue, and cartilage. This meant that they got the full spectrum of amino acids in every meal. These days, we throw away all the good bits and only eat the muscle meat. In this episode, we talk about the specific benefits of including more gelatin in your diet, the different ways you can incorporate it into your diet, why it's not just another form of protein, where it comes from, and some of our favorite recipes. And to celebrate the release of our Best Bloom Gelatin, we're offering listeners a 10% discount on their first purchase. The discount code will be in the show notes. When you order a tub of our gelatin, you also get our full color recipe book with our favorite recipes, including lemonade, strawberry gummies, which is just amazing, cheesecake, panna cotta, marshmallows, coffee, jelly cubes, and orange jelly. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Let's spread the word and free more women from restrictive diets. Hey, everyone. It's uh, Kitty here from New Strength and Win at Life and half of Saturay. And I've got Emma, the amazing nutrition coach, my friend and business partner in Saturay. Welcome back to the podcast, Emma. Thank you, Kitty. <laughs> your, your, as I say, your, the, the podcast we did together, that very, very first one, yeah. The Nutritionist That Got Me Drinking Chocolate Milk, is the most downloaded podcast on the Win It Life podcast. <laughs> <laughs> people, people are happy to hear that chocolate milk's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, they're like, how come this nutritionist is recommending you drink chocolate milk? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you did, and, and clearly it's working for you. 
I know. And I actually thought it was a bit crazy um, at the start too. I remember, <laughs> I remember Craig and I were like, you know, we sort of had started, well, I'd started working with you and then I'd gotten Craig onto it and we sort of hadn't gone all the way completely. And then we decided, okay, we're going to go all in. I was like, we're going to do the chocolate milk. You know, we're going <laughs> to do this chocolate milk and we're going to drink this Living chocolate on milk. The edge. <laughs> yeah. But it was a big thing back then, you know. It doesn't like, make you realise how warped and, um, oh, I mean, it's just the whole diet culture, isn't it? But to think that making a decision like, oh, my God, we're going to go for it, we're going to drink chocolate milk, mm. something so simple and so lovely, <laughs> but <laughs> it just seems like this outlandish decision. I oh, mean, I know. how far have we come from, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy, isn't it? Oh, what so we see we as being... A big Healthy. risky choice. <laughs> I mean, it's oh. milk and it's cocoa and it's sugar. It's just and delicious. And now obviously. It would have been a like, staple a long yeah. time ago. We never would have questioned it. Yeah. But now I add my uh, clean casein if I'm having it after my training and then sometimes I'll add some of my collagen, um, yes. which is so delicious. But today we wanted to talk about um, gelatin and the benefits of, you know, including more gelatinous foods and gelatin and hydrolyzed uh, collagen in your diet? Because I get a lot of questions, Emma, from women asking me, you know, why do you always recommend, Kitty, that you should eat gelatin? And interestingly, since, you know, obviously I had the, the boobs out, the implants out, <laughs> well, after, after I had the implants out, I really jacked up my intake of the hydrolyzed collagen. Mm-hmm. Like I was having like 40 grams a day. Um, what's that in tablespoons? You talk grams. I'm not good with grams. Oh, it's cool. Well, there's only seven grams in a tablespoon. So it's like, what's 40 divided by seven? It's probably like, 30. yeah, right. Yeah. So it's quite, yeah. Quite a lot. Decent uh, hit. Yeah. It's yeah. decent. And, um, just to help with the healing. And I've yep. noticed that my nails are just even stronger and mm. have grown really long now, which is just amazing. And that's a good amount. I mean, for anyone with, you know, joint issues or noticing, you know, tissue, not, looking as plump and full as it normally would be or just sort of signs of ageing or you know, thin nails exactly, um, you could go four, five, six tablespoons a day quite happily. It's, it's, it's a good amount. And I had someone ask me this yesterday, you know, how much collagen should I take, you know, if, if I already eat a decent amount of protein? Mm. And I said, well, don't, don't, necess- sorry, don't necessarily see it just as another form of protein. It's something that will kind of round out the actual protein you're already eating, particularly if it's of that more inflammatory profile, which is what muscle meat is. So the, the collagen or gelatin comes in to kind of buffer the potential inflammatory amino acids and bring in the nice calming anti-inflammatory amino acids and then you get all the benefits of the protein without the necessary downside. Mm. Mm, I remember when we first did our, you know, because I was like glued to every word that you were saying when we first did our initial consults, I just couldn't believe it, you know, orange juice and sugar. And, you know, you talked a lot about, you know, traditionally our diets, we didn't eat the eye fillet, you know, they'd stew the entire animal. So you'd get all that, the bones and the joints and um, you get all that beautiful gelatin. We just don't eat like that anymore. No. I mean, it's lovely. I mean, if you... If you're a lucky person to be able to have these kind of conversations with your grandmother or your great-grandmother, um, you know, ask them when they were a young mum what they were buying for their groceries and they wouldn't have gone to the butcher and just bought the lean chicken breast and the fillet steak and off you go. <laughs> they would have had definitely some offal, certainly some, you know, what we call it the cheaper cuts, but they're, they're the better cuts, the ones that require slow cooking because they're so gelatinous and so, so much collagen marble through them. 
Mm. Um, I, I doubt they really would have had just these, this lean muscle meat. It's just not really, I mean, it wasn't, wouldn't be cost effective, but I think they just intuitively knew of all the other good bits in these other cuts. So I know our, our, the way we, we shop, you know, our groceries these days is, is really being pared down and it's, I think it's missing, missing the best bits. Mm. Oh, I know. And let's talk about, Emma, where does the gelatin come from typically? What parts of the animal? Yeah, so, well, gelatin in itself is, you know, it's kind of call it the cooked form of the collagen, you know, the, the, col- the most collagenous parts being joints, sort of cartilage, skin, tendons, all those bits. Um, these are the bits that are often trimmed away if someone just wants to eat lean, lean muscle meat. So that's cooked down and then you derive gelatin from that, which is what we're sort of talking about today, that immediate form, which we then can make foods that have that jelly-like appeal once they cool down. And then once that's further further broken down or hydrolyzed, then you can um, create, you know, the collagen hydrolysate, which is what we also provide. And that has all the same benefits except that it's just the particles are that much you know, finer that they can dissolve in cold liquids so you don't have to bloom it and heat it and all the rest. So that's where it's a convenient form. But I think there's merit to both. Um, mm. And I've seen I've seen some clients, it's been so interesting over the years that, you know, you can't just put everyone in one basket ever. People with, with joint issues or always, mm. you know, say, say their hair's troubled, their nails, all those sort of things. And they've tried hydrolyzed collagen for a long time. And went, oh, I think it's helping. Then they've done full-on gelatin and they've gone, oh, that makes all the difference. Or that goes down better mm. in my gut. Or the other way around. You get mm-hmm. people who do collagen, sorry, gelatin and they're blooming it and they're doing it correctly, but they don't really notice the benefit. Then they try the hydrolyzed stuff. Oh, my God, that works for me. And then others that um, kind of keep both in their pantry as staples because sometimes they just want to throw collagen straight in their coffee and be done with it. But mm. other times I really feel like making marshmallows and jelly and, and panna cottas and all these you know, other lovely things and making an actual part of their their diet more so and that the, the kinds of foods they eat because they want that jelly-like effect. So there's certainly merits to both and both bring, you know, similar benefits, but um, perhaps one might go down better for you. Mm. It's amazing, you know, like I was just having a look on the Saturay um, website and the our hydrolyzed collagen, our premium collagen, we've got over 100 like five-star reviews of the product, and they mm. all say similar things. You know, I've seen uh, incredible improvement in my joint pain. My skin and nails are getting stronger. My digestion is more stable. My hair is thicker. And it's, mm. just, it's just that consistent feedback. Yeah. Well, it's, and, it's, and it's not even that, I mean, you and I, we are, of course, brilliant people with what we do, <laughs> but it's not that we're bringing to the table something that is so profound and new and outlandish. I think it's more that we're just trying to remind people to bring back something mm. that our ancestors just always naturally ate and had naturally occurring in their food. And then I think somewhere since perhaps the Industrial Revolution and we all got a bit more, I don't know, refined or simplified in our way of eating or maybe eating parts of animals suddenly became unpopular you know different trends with diets and whatnot um it kind of fell by the wayside and now you see you know certain you know not so good qualities of um refined collagen pop up in you know all sorts of brands now but it's um yeah it's certainly not that it's a new thing it's something that 
we, we naturally naturally ate. It was naturally occurring in our food and it's just um, had disappeared for a long time. So it's, it's important to understand the benefits of it. And if you're someone who touts the whole idea of, you know, eating whole food, well, shouldn't it go without saying that when it comes to animal products? I mean, it's, it's whole food. We're not just going for the muscle, muscle, muscle. We should consider, you know, the liver. We should consider the collagenous parts. Um, it's, you know, think of it that way and it's kind of common sense. So just by having, I suppose, these two products, it just means that especially in times of the year where it's not freezing cold and you feel like a really gelatinous stew or oxtail or something, middle of summer you don't really feel drawn to that. You might want some cold jelly. You might want to, you know, iced coffee with some collagen in it and it means you can keep bringing the collagen into your eating every single day without necessarily, you know, slow cooking all the time and eating all this hot, meaty casseroles and things. Mm. What, um, now, you know, there's a bit, and you sort of touched on the different ways that you can get in, into your diet. And um, let's talk about the different cuts and why it's better to use, say, like, for example, um, oxtails or chicken necks or feet versus using bones to make the broth. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think proofs in the pudding, literally, um, you know, I, I did a, an article a while back and I mentioned that when if you want to make you know, a bone broth or if you want to call it a bone broth or a gelatinous broth, that perhaps not simmering it for more than two and a half to, say, three and a half, four hours should be the limit. Um, and this was after having conversations with Dr. Ray Pete about it himself and he was talking about how certain proteins become denatured or you might start drawing out heavy metals from bone or bone marrow and things like that. And, you know, a little bit of the backlash or the comments I would get from that was, oh, well, I tried making my typical bone broth in just three and a half hours and after it cooled down, it didn't gel. It was just watery. And my answer to that is, well, perhaps you're using the wrong cut. And if you're just going for bare bones, well, bare bones don't contain a hell of a lot of actual collagen. You know, the collagen is more so the skin, the joints, those sort of membranes and things. So it's, it's, you know, perhaps change the cut you're using, the one that does contain a hell of a lot of collagen in the first place, and then you're going to get a really gelatinous yield from that. So my kind of go-to, I guess, if I wanted to make something quite gelatinous, you know, in terms of a, a meaty stew or something, would certainly be oxtail. Um, you know, you can do chicken necks, you can do chicken feet. I don't really have a stomach for chicken feet, but some people, some people are okay with it. Um <laughs> You know, like what do you do? Lamb necks. Um, I even find a really, really tasty chicken broth. I, I'll do dozens of chicken wings, brown them off a little bit first, and then they only take a couple of hours. And the the yield you'll get from that, it's it's like rubber the next day. It's it's so gelatinous, and it doesn't take twenty four hours. And that way, you're going to get all the collagen you need, but without the potential denaturing of certain proteins. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say look at the cut you're using. And, yeah, bare bones themselves, the other thing about particularly the long bones, um, they do, you know, heavy metals do accrue in bone as well. And if you're just pushing past that, that point that you want to try and drag anything out of it, there's other things you might leach as well. Um, and no matter how organic, you know, the animal, animal was raised, there's, you know, heavy metals in the environment that, you know, slowly do accumulate. So... I think, yeah, look at the cuts you're using. Mm, yeah, my favourite is um, lamb necks. I just love lamb. I know you love lamb too. 
Oh, lamb. Lamb. We were always talking about lamb, don't we? How much we love love lamb. Actually, another cut um, that I only came across a few years ago, but it's it's brilliant, it's um, oyster blade, which is a cut of beef. I know in different countries it's got a different term for it, but ask you which about oyster blade, and when you see it you realise it's it's a really, it's quite a lean cut to start with, and there's no bone whatsoever. It's just the the collagen is literally marbled. Is that that beef cheek? Is that the same so beef thing? Cheek, beef cheek is yeah. similar, yeah. yeah. But I find um, the thing about oyster blade, you know, beef cheek gets really quite rich in flavour. It's, it's really very rich. I love it. I I've been having it. Iron it's strong. Something. It's very strong, very strong, mm. exactly. And it's fabulous gelatin and that's a great It does go too. really gelatinous. Like I always notice when I cook them. Very good, The liquid yeah. is really, um, and you know what's the good thing about them? They're lean. You know oh, what, this like, is it. And the, the ox cow is very fatty. Exactly. Mm. Because, you know, if I do, you know, uh, oxtail or lamb neck, like they're beautiful, delicious, but they're very laborious because mm. once you've simmered it all up, then you've got to, you know, sift out the bone. You've got to let it cool down, take off that layer of fat. And you've got to put your gloves on and go through and pick out all those little neck bony bits. And, and look, it's worth the effort. It's delicious, but some people find it, oh, I don't have time for that. And it's such mm. a fiddle. Mm. Whereas, um, I can just, you know, brown off some oyster blade and then throw that in a pressure cooker, you know, as a base to a, a curry or a casserole or something. And then you just finish it and eat it. You know, there's no lifting off, a, you know, an inch layer of fat or anything like that. It's just it's just kind of ready to go and it it still comes with all that that gelatin. So that's, yeah, that's a good cut to look out for as well. Mm, I've got a really good... Um... Uh, recipe recipe for the beef cheeks in our Win It Life recipe book. And it's just so simple too. Like it yeah, really takes, right. and you can do it in the slow cooker and it's, yeah, it's the best. I love it's it. I'm hard. sort of, yeah, I get onto like something and I'll eat it for like a month. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> weird. And then and then I'm like, oh, okay, now I need to have something. So I'm on, I'm on the old beef cheeks. So I've really been getting so much um, jealous in the beef cheeks and then all of the uh, the hydrolyzed collagen. So I guess that's another way you can get, get it in, which is the, hydrolyzed collagen and yeah we get rave reviews about um ours and it's so easy you can just add it to drinks i add mine to coffee i'll add it to juice smoothies yogurt and i think you know ours again like we're obviously just bragging about ours but we know this because we've investigated other brands but it other ones actually mix lower grades of gelatin in that's why they don't yeah well this Mm. is it because if you're going to try and dissolve any kind of form of gelatin straight in cold water, that's why you need that hydrolyzed um, collagen because it, it does and will. Um, and we, we found out that a lot of brands are mixing, they might have, what, 60 70% true hydrolyzed collagen, which is a more pricey product because it's required more processing. But then they'll, you know, buff it up, bulk it up with um, some ground-up gelatin. And mm. once you understand gelatin, gelatin does need to be bloomed. It does need to be heated it needs to be dissolved till it's completely clear. Otherwise, if those crystals aren't fully dissolved, they will cause gut issues. They will feed bacterial overgrowth. They might get you bloated, a bit uncomfortable, and it's it's pretty disastrous for your gut. So to think that that's being done, yeah, I was pretty shocked at. But then again, you know, that's what people do to try and increase profit margin. But it's and and look, it might be part of. I don't want to name names, but there's been brands over the years that you know you used before to we had our products used to recommend and then you get you know every now and then or more often than not you get someone coming back saying look I got that stuff I think it's sort of helping but then every now and then I get a real bloat and ache from it um and that's not a good sign you've got to be really discerning and 
make sure what you're putting in is working for you. And if it was, you shouldn't get any discomfort like that. So, mm. you know, I, I dread to think what they're putting in it or perhaps they were using flow agents or ground silica and things like this to, you know, help the, the machinery work more easily, but it's those things aren't with your gut either. So, mm. yes, you do have to really be picky about which, which kind of products you're going to use on, you know, on all fronts supplements food everything and we're so excited because we're finally releasing um our own gelatin which is exciting we've been working on this trying to source the best quality quality haven't we gelatin oh yes and we've found let's talk about that yeah and it's it's bovine so beef derived it's actually 100 australian um and it's what they call a very high grade bloom it's the highest you know, grade we could get hold of, which just means that it's just so effectively um, gelatinous. So you, you might need a bit more of a different brand or your conventional supermarket brand gelatin to get the same jelly-like effect or the same kind of rubbery kind of result, whereas this one, it's, it's yeah, super, super rubbery. It's fabulous. No, oh, it's just so amazing. And we've put together a great recipe book to go with it. So every time you purchase um, a tub, you'll get our recipe book. So we've got uh, orange jelly and then we've got some variations. We've got marshmallows. We've got uh, panna cotta, strawberry lemonade gummies. Cheesecake. Oh, yeah, cheesecake and coffee jelly tubes. So I'm like, yes. I'm because I've got my tub now, I'm like, I'm making every one of them. You make your own yeah. today. <laughs> today. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I think I might just go and make some of the um, strawberry lemonade gummies. You know what I'd really like to try and make some Coke gummies? I wonder if I could oh, do it with Coke, do you reckon? I wonder if you get the bubbles suspended in there. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah, I'll try. I've got Coke. I'll try. And I've got, gel- <laughs> I've got our best bloom gelatin. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is so well, I exciting. I tried it out for marshmallows the other day and they were yeah. super-duper fabulous. Delicious, very oh, fluffy and yum. So melted yum. nicely in a hot chocolate. Yeah, so good. Oh, good one in a hot chocolate. Yeah. Oh, so many good. Yep. I just love food. Yep. Yeah. Well, you sort of through, and there's um, and I talk about this with clients, particularly if you have someone who just just loves cooking and loves getting quite creative with cooking and and wanting more resources for cooking. And I love collecting really old recipe books. Mm. Like I've got this one in particular. Particular Mrs. Hill's new cookbook, 1867. It's so good. Like you go through it, the savory as well as the sweet sections. Gelatin mm. comes up every other bit. Or you've got kind of leftover gelatinous liquids from your meats and soups and then they reduce that down to make the sauces and everything's naturally sticky and gelatinous. And it was just mm. riddled in their diet. And most people now, if you you know, if they said they're eating a health food diet or their version of a health food diet, you know, it's um, perhaps people in the maybe paleo community are kind of savvy with the gelatin thing, but a lot of people mm. just see it as, well. Oh, it's not clean, it's an animal product and it's... Um, no, I know. Anyway, but I, I guess that'll just show up in their, you know, their nail strengths to start with, but um, certainly won't help joints, gut, you know, the issues start to occur and with age, you know, you'll notice that mm. more readily. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, yeah, fun to go through sort of how, how it was used and there's so many delicious things you can do with it. 
Mm. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. I'm going to go and make um, marshmallows and the gummies right now. Do the marshmallows. Or even the orange right jelly. Uh, do it all. To... Do... <laughs> I'll make them all. <laughs> or do even, um, and this is what we'll have to add, but um, I've made in the past, you sift out the seeds in passion fruit pulp. Oh, yeah. Make a jelly and keep all the half, you know, cut open passion fruit shells and then oh. pour the liquid back in the passion fruits and let it set, and they're, they're super cute, but they're so tasty. That's such a good idea. Really, well, I used to make my kids' birthday parties, but, I, you know, I could eat them as a grown-up birthday party. But they're so, I mean, that passion fruit gelled is, is divine. So nice. Mm-hmm. And I just love marshmallows. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Oh, Remember when well, you came yeah. to the new strength event, you bought those passion yes. fruit ones? Oh, I, I nearly ate the whole thing. thing. I obviously have a thing for passion fruit. And raspberry one's really good. Sift out the seeds from raspberries. Replace mm-hmm. the water in the recipe with raspberry pulp or mm-hmm. strawberry liquid, um, anything really. But I think those kind of tangy fruits work really well to kind of offset the sweetness. And Yum. We'll have to add. A bit more nourish. We'll have to yeah, add we'll keep them. adding, won't we? We'll just yeah. sort of. Yeah. Or, I mean, even if, you know, clients or people out there have brilliant ideas, we'll, mm. they want to contribute, that'd be wonderful too. Yeah, we'll add it in, but. Yeah, that's so good. Well, there you go, guys. There's heaps of different ways that you can get um, more gelatin in, in your diet. You can make the broth, which can be a bit of a pain. I go through stages. I'll, I'll like, make feel motivated and I'll make them, and then I'm just like, yeah. oh, I can't be bothered. And- I don't even think I really make just broth hardly at all anymore. I tend to kind of go, you know what, I want to bang for my buck for my yeah. time. So I'd rather make an actual casserole where there's actual meat in there and some actual yeah, yeah. stuff, you know, like an actual <laughs> meal. But to just sip liquid broth. Yeah, it feels like you have to do like so much work for it. Yeah, and this liquid doesn't really fill me or cut it for me. So, mm. um, or even I'm making a chicken stock, sure, it uses a base for other things. But um, yeah, you might as well use a whole gelatinous joint and get mm. a real meal out of it, I mm. think. Oh, and like one other thing we will, and we touched on this in the recipe book too, but um, the beauty of having some good quality gelatin around is that just say you didn't have, you know, homemade chicken stock on hand or beef broth or something gelatinous like that and you wanted a base for um, just say you're making bolognese Mm. and obviously the bolognese is all muscle meat, just ground muscle meat, and you just wanted to kind of, you know, improve on that, um, I would take, you know, bloom a tablespoon of the gelatin, and then towards the end of the cooking, just stir in this lump of, you know, jelly-like uh, matter yes. and dissolves yeah. through it and it actually, you know, makes for a better bolognese. It, it'll, it'll thicken it just slightly, but mm-hmm. just knowing you've got those added amino acids in there, you don't get quite that, you know, that negative of, of just pure pure muscle on its own. So that's super handy and it's so much easier than going oh i should have made a beef broth just for the sake of the base for my bolognese it's like no nah, mm. i don't have time for that so it's just yeah um, that is so true we, yeah so doing that you could throw some in some soup um i don't know just gel up your other meals and we do go through this is what we add into the recipe book too um the steps required to actually bloom gelatin properly and what that means just mm. make sure that you're going to get fully dissolved and you're also going to get the full gelling potential of it mm. at the end otherwise if gelatin isn't bloomed appropriately sometimes it doesn't even really set properly um or if there's undissolved crystals you could get a bit of a 
you know, a bit of a bloat from it. So, yeah, it does need to be sufficiently dissolved as per any gelatin that, mm. you'd, that you'd buy. But we just wanted to point that out because it's not often explained very well. People just throw gelatin in things and wonder why, you know, they're, they're immediately bloated from it and it's just just hadn't been fully dissolved yet. That's actually a good a good point. So, like, if you were baking bolognese or casserole or any sort of um, meaty that was me- yeah. meaty, and, and what roughly Emma would you say a tablespoon per hundred grams, or ha- per how much? Oh, like, people had a kilo. Um, you're you're far more specific with measures than me. I'm so not a measurer. I, mm. I go by feel and look. So if mm. I'm, I don't know, if I'm making a decent bo- batch of bolognese from a kilo of mince and you know, all the other bits and pieces, I might just, yeah, say two or three teaspoons, roughly a tablespoon. Um, I'll just, you know, bloom that first and then and mm. then throw it in. Probably no more than that. You don't want it so gelatinous that it's sort of gloopy and sticky you know, when you're trying mm. to eat it. But I think that would be that would be a decent amount to round it out. And then obviously you're having, you know, you might be having a bit of collagen in your hot chocolate after dinner and, you yeah. know, yeah, I think it's just like wherever, yeah, wherever yeah. there's that opportunity to spike your food with some of those fabulous amino acids of, of gelatin, then go for mm. it. Um, specifically what we're talking about, it, uh, glycine and proline mainly, they're, you know, they have such wonderful benefits to the gut and tissue and joints and they, they're more anti-inflammatory in nature, whereas those muscle meat amino acids, um, uh, you know, are potentially inflammatory so when you get the full gamut of them then mm. you know one kind of offsets the other and you know you've got harmony i suppose yeah no <laughs> it is there's just so many i mean now you've got the collagen that's sorry hydrose collagen the jealous and you can do the broth there's really so many different ways that you can get enough in your diet yeah mm. that's it and make mm. it delicious and make it part of your kids menu too i mean it's not hard to encourage a kid to enjoy jelly and homemade ice cream um mm. marshmallows and gummies so you know it's it's very easy to convince them and make it a familiar thing and mm. yeah it's easy to make it tasty mm. awesome well thanks so much emma for um for coming on and you can if you go over to the saturate store now you can um grab our gelatin and you know we'd love to get your feedback make some recipes post the photos of your recipes tag us on our instagram and there'll be Any- more information on the on the page and on the blog i call about the gelatin as well mm. and emma's done a really great blog too just about gelatin in general and mm-hmm. collagen so have a read of that if you want more information cool cool all right well thank thanks so much emma and um we're going to be doing these podcasts more regularly well i'll I'll, emma will be back again in a month's time um so we'll see you we'll see you then thanks everyone bye bye